This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 107. The next time you need professional real estate marketing flyers, letters or cards, don't ask your graphics people for an estimate or try to create something great in a Word doc. Instead, head over to jiggler.com and set up a free account. Jiggler is the online creative marketing tool for agents and it's jammed with proven templates including flyers, cards, stationery, letters and awesome social media posts. And it's so easy to use. If you can drive your Facebook page, you can drive Jiggler. So say goodbye to expensive graphic design bills, wasting time with clunky programs and marketing ideas that don't work and say hello to Jiggler. Set up your free account today at Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. The very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody. And welcome back to the show. This week, I'm in the desert, just north of Phoenix, Arizona, in a little town called Carefree. Christine uh, gets a little bit of asthma, and we've come down here for the for the drier air and a little bit of a rest from a brutal Toronto winter. So not hot down here, 15, 20 degrees, 20 would be a warm day Celsius, but gorgeous absolutely gorgeous and this little town or, or area of carefree and cave creek is uh lots of holiday makers lots of snowbirds who've come from colder climates to stay and live here it's interesting actually talking about property values around here um the property that we're staying in you can check all of this out on zillow but the property we're staying in sold for about 378 or something back in 2005 and the one next door is currently for sale at 378 so the market has done little or nothing in the last 13 or so years which is interesting so uh, today's interview is with uh, rate my agent of the year uh, Tim Heaviside Tim is a lovely bloke he shares so much in this interview. This is this is a guy who's highly successful. Uh, he's hovering. I think his GCI last couple of years has been a couple of million. Uh, he's looking, staring down the barrel at three million uh, this calendar year, I believe. He's targeting. I think he's doing three plus sales a week, something like that. Phenomenal output in inner Melbourne, in the suburb of Canterbury. And those of you know who, those of you who know Canterbury will know. What a super competitive place it is. So um, I really enjoyed this. This is a guy who's just got a great attitude, a great nature, and I think people pick up on that. And you may have heard, uh, I first heard about uh, Tim through my buddy Kevin Turner and some of the some of the work that, uh, that Kevin's done with Tim and just you know, recorded some amazing um, uh, interviews. In fact, if you want to know more about that, Check out reexpressresults.com, reexpressresults.com, which includes the full back catalogue of all of Kevin's training. So getting off topic a little bit, but I think it's one of the most amazing training resources that you could possibly access. 
anywhere. There is so much material there, audios and videos, stuff like that. Anyway, enjoy my interview with Tim. Um, I think to be to be awarded Agent of the Year by Rate My Agent is kind of special because you're actually being you're actually being awarded. Uh, something from the public and it's public opinion most of the awards that we have are industry awards and not to undermine any of that that's amazing if you've got an industry award you know that recognition from your peers is 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 very important and and very impressive but for the first time you know this is a trip advisor style members of the public saying this is the best agent so and i don't think it's the first year he's won it so all power to tim he's really leveraged it very hard and he does work very hard, so amazing work ethic. Build an amazing team, and I think you'll really enjoy this episode with Tim Heaviside. Just before we get tucked into that with Tim, uh, a quick word about Jiggler.com. If you haven't already signed up for your free account, go to Jiggler, J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com, grab a free account. If you want to upgrade at any point, it means you'll be able to keep all of your templates, or we call them jiggles, in the system. So you'll be able to file them under My Jiggle. So every time you create a just listed template, just sold template, you can access them there. You can quickly customize to your colors. Uh, we've got a stack of videos at Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O.com forward slash Jiggler. You can check it all out there. I'll put some links in the show notes for this episode as well. Oh boy, walking around here, I'm out of breath. Um, absolutely stunning down here. Not a cloud in the sky. So that's the scoop. Um, let's get into my interview with uh, Fletcher's uh, director and auctioneer uh, from Fletcher's Real Estate in Melbourne, Tim Heaviside. Well, Tim, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook podcast. How are you doing? And good morning. Good morning, Ray. Um, very nice to be on the show. Thank you so much for setting aside some time. I know you're a busy guy. You're a director and auctioneer at uh, Fletcher's in Manningham. Um, Tell me a little bit about uh, your journey to uh, to your role, your current role at the moment, Tim. Tell me, uh, tell me how you got there. Sure. Now, just to start off with, uh, I'm actually from the Canterbury office, but okay. I'm one of the directors and owners of the whole thing. So, okay, um, Manningham is one of their offices, but uh, yeah, I'm out of Canterbury. So, how it all came about? Um, I'm from the country, country Victoria. I moved to the Big Smoke, that being Melbourne. Uh, when I was 21, didn't know a soul, uh, became a travel agent, uh, was there in as a travel agent for 10 years and cut my teeth in sales there and then moved into real estate. Uh, started with two, two local Melbourne-based eastern suburbs real estate firms right. uh, for a period of about, I don't know, a year to 18 months. And then uh, Bradley Brown, our CEO, rang me up one day and said, look, would you like to have a little chat with us at Fletcher's? And I haven't looked back and I've been with Fletcher's now for 15 years. Wow. Wow. Time flies. Whereabouts uh, in the country are you from? I'm from Bendigo. I'm okay. a Bendigo boy. Okay. Nice. I'm, mm. uh, I'm from Swan Hill. Uh, okay. From, there you go. Uh, back in the day, yeah. It was, uh, came, <laughs> came to Melbourne and I thought, boy, this is, uh, this is interesting. Then spent uh, the next uh, 20 years in Paran. Um, tell me. Uh, Tim, um, your business at the moment, you, you okay? You're in Canterbury, uh, like you, you know, a, a really uh, a luxury area of Melbourne, um, but super competitive. There is a mm. million estate agents, and that's probably conservative. Everybody's uh, everybody's out there. Um, I would say, being you know, um, 
I guess having the having the uh, opportunity to uh, see uh, you know a lot of marketing uh, around Australia and around the world. I think you know the ways that we do it in Melbourne is is pretty uh, is extremely awesome. Um, what would you say is your biggest point of difference when uh, when you're uh, when you're pitching to to win a listing? Yeah, that's a pretty good comment. And and for any listener listener out there that are listening to this podcast. Uh, it is important to have some form a point of difference. I think, in some respects, I've, I'm quite quite well recognised in the industry, winning a lot of awards. So that's an instant type of recognition that people can associate and say, "Well, you know, just on paper, he's been awarded to be a better agent." Yeah. So that that's certainly in my favour, and it's hard to have some sometimes a point of difference. Yep. Another feather to my bow, I guess, is that. I'm an auctioneer as well as an agent, so I can represent um, both both um, being a very good salesperson as well as a um, accredited auctioneer. In that, I've called you know close to two thousand auctions, so there's a lot of experience there. Yes. Um, owner of the business, so you know, there there depends when whenever you're in a listing presentation, those things may mean mean absolutely zero to the potential vendor. So sometimes you've got to read the play. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to play it down a little bit. Sometimes you've got to ham it up a bit. Uh, other times you're you're talking about, um, you know, how if they bought a property from you, logically you're the right choice as an agent because uh, you understand their, their process. Um, sometimes, you know, you might have bought, they may have bought another property from another agent and you're up against that other agent and you want to try and identify why not to go with that other agent yeah. because it could be a conflict of interest, those types of things. So you've got to work out sometimes not just, you know, one or two or three or four differences. You you need 10. Yeah, yeah. But only use two. Yeah. Well, you've got to yeah. have, I guess, you've got uh, you've got the weapons up your sleeve if if you need them. Can I yeah. can I pick your brain, your personal, uh, if you don't mind, your personal results? Say the last twelve months, can you can you share uh, uh, listings and sales, or perhaps GCI? Yeah. So uh, last year I did one hundred and thirty five sales. Right. Uh, GCI was around two point three, and I've been consistently writing over two million. Um, for a few years now, the previous was 2.5. Um, I'm currently on track to do somewhere around 150 to 160 transactions for the financial year. I'm on track for that. Right. Um, and if all things go well, I'll be uh, up around the 3 million in GCI this this financial year. That's crazy. That's crazy. Congratulations. Um, one thing I did want to talk to you about, we we, we live in a world of... Uh, of um, uh, I call it the TripAdvisor world. Other people are making passing opinions about us, and uh, it's been interesting to watch the rise and rise of Rate My Agent in Australia, where uh, where it's originally from, and now it's uh, it's spreading out here into North America. But um, am I correct in saying that uh, that you've done pretty well uh, with Rate My <laughs> Agent in the last in the last little while? Have you just been named a, a top agent for the country? I have actually last night, so it's a um, okay. A huge Congratulations! Honor. Thanks so much. <laughs> That's for amazing. And what's um, what's the criteria, Tim, for uh, for winning that uh, prestigious award? So how they do? There was I think three criteria. One is the reviews. How many reviews? What percentage of reviews that you've had? Yep. Uh, so of the properties that you've sold. So for me, I think I had about 
150 sales for the calendar year of 2017 from January to December. Yep. Or when the, when they do their um, uh, analysis of the 12 month period, and of that, I, I had 87 percent of properties that I sold actually got a review. Right. So it's 136 reviews that I had, and um, from that you you get a score out of five stars. So I had a consistent rating of 4.9 stars out of five, and um, <clears throat> and then of course it's done on on volume properties you've sold. So you could get, you know, just so that I think how the parameter would be, you could have only sold two properties, got five stars, and 100% reviews, but why would you be the best agent only sold two properties? Yeah. So, so it's done on a few criteria there. I think it's fair. Not that I want it because um, I just think it's a pretty fair parameter because sometimes you get these industry awards, which I've also won, but they're done internally. You, you prepare a submission and it depends what stories you've had for the year and um, what judges are, are, are reading it. But this is this, this rate my agent, like you said, the TripAdvisor world, I love that terminology, right? Um, it's done on the actual most important, as in done on, as in awarded on the most important person yeah. a state agent has uh, as a critic, which is the vendor. Yeah, yeah. Well, all so it's the vendors making these comments, and, and it's, they're very real, very raw and real. Yeah. So it can, you know, sometimes it's not great. Well, we've so only ever be we've only ever been judged within our industry. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's never, yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that Rate My Agent is the first external uh, rating system or program, uh, and I've had founder Mark Armstrong uh, on the show, uh, very interesting guy, and uh, he's, he's you know, passionate about the concept and, and, and why it works. So, you know, congratulations on, on winning that. You, there's, there's a lot of agents using it and a lot of agents coming to understand the power of it, you know, even just the even just mm-hmm. the raw power of search, uh, it's working very very well because because it's out there. Can I let's let's just unpack that a little a little bit more while we're speaking about that? Um, yeah. are, are you in the position to uh, specifically link listing leads to rate my agent? Have you seen that working uh, for you? Absolutely. Wow. So because okay. the reason is, um, and as you said, that TripAdvisor will how it works is that. People in the general public are not sure in terms of transparency, so they look for that third-party endorsement. Yep. So the website is uh, completely um, at arm's length to people. Uh, they're not linked directly to real estate agents. I don't own anything on Rate My Agent. It's it's completely separate. So people feel that's a safe environment. Um, Rate My Agent are not trying to, to get a clip of the commission or anything like that. They're just um, offering a service out to the public to say, hey, if you're considering an agent in a certain area, then this is a this is a good place to find uh, a very reputable agent. So uh, for me, I, um, I've got three suburbs this year in 2018 that was announced last night that I'm the number one agent in, which is Surrey Hills, yep. Mont Albert and Box Hill. So yeah, those okay. three suburbs there. I've been recognised as the number one agent in those three suburbs. Yeah, I was number two in a lot of others, and number three in others. So, but for a vendor that's out there, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, I'm up in Sydney. I'm thinking about an agent in Melbourne. I've got a family member's home that I'm going to sell in, say, Surrey Hills. Um, how am I? How am I going to go about it? So, what they do is they go on these websites like TripAdvisor or, you know, 
when I say that. Yep. Yep. My trip advisor, but rate my agent. Yes. And they go on to rate my agent and have a look and they go, Well, this guy looks like he's doing all right. And maybe that other other person is also going all right. Well, I'll at least get them in and, and ha- let's have a look at the reviews from some of the vendors that have sold in Surrey Hills of this Tim Heavy side and see what they've got to say about him. Yeah. And after a, a period of time I go, Well, they do, they do a lot of you know, stalking the agent, if you like, but it's not stalking, it's researching. And it's a fair thing to do. Uh, No dissimilar to something that I did recently, Ray, I'm getting some tuck pointing done on my home. And so I Googled tuck pointers in uh, in the area that I live and brought up a list and then I did some research on these tuck pointers and I, you know, brought it down to two really good tuck pointers. I made contact with both, I interviewed them and, you know, I felt like a, I was the vendor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's just an interesting process that you know people do put in research, so that that online presence is is super important. Oh, absolutely. Well, we live in a we live in a world now because of the internet uh, and and online search that people can check us out. I mean, before before you even arrive to a listing presentation, okay, there might be some history there. They might they might know about you. You could have bought for them, sold for them. Um, you might play golf with them or, or whatever. I'm sure you got all of those contacts. But at the same time, uh, when you go into a property cold um, and you don't know them, they don't they don't need to work too hard to have a pretty good idea uh, about you. And yeah, and I'm interested in your I'm interested in your opinion on this. Um, uh, if you're prepared to venture it, because I am staggered, I am absolutely flummoxed and and totally surprised at the number of agents that have ignored the opportunity to do something with Rate My Agent uh, and can't see its value. Because boy, if you get called in and get one listing in twelve months, um, it's more than washed itself. And uh, and you can start. I mean, the issue is other agents are creeping up on you as well. So. Mm. Anyway, I've been saying that for a while. I just, I just think it's, I just think it's staggering that uh, that more agents aren't involved. Tell me, tell me about your. You're doing 130 to 150 deals a year. That's like a lot. It's like mm. you know, t- toward three a week. Um, your, uh, uh, you must have a team. Tell me about the makeup of your team and how are you driving this beast? You know, how are you? What, what's making it work? Yeah. Uh, so it's evolved over time, Ray. It's something that um, you start off and, you you know, in terms of I assume that the person that will be listening to this podcast will probably be someone like a, a real estate agent that's listening in and trying to glean some information. I assume that's the case? Yep, yep. Yeah, well. We don't I, have too many farmers, Tim. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so, Ray, for the listener out there that's listening into this, like, I've got yeah, I've got five assistants, but that didn't happen overnight. So you start off with one, and then you work out well, you know, to be really getting this uh, moving along, I need I need two, yeah. and then three, and so you grow over time. And I got to a point where I had six, and then I I, I bounded back down to five. So um, everyone, and I, I say my team's like a super team. I really mean that. I've got yeah. the best team I've ever had. Yeah. And I, I believe in my heart that I've got the best team in real estate. And um, my clients feel that when they come through the whole sales process. So they get they get the actual uh, team heavy side um, from start to finish. And I get it so many times. And this is, 
consistent in these reviews from Rate My Agent as well in terms of feedback from testimonials that, oh, your team are fantastic. Yeah. And they are. So from everyone's doing a certain role, so no one's stepping on each other's toes. And let's face it, people are time poor these days. They want things done in a, a speedy fashion, effective, professional, and that's what we're about is excellence. Yeah. So when we're striving for what other things that we can do to make the, the customer experience the best possible. And so for us, the client is the vendor, yeah. but um, the consumer is you know both the buyer and also the vendor, but it's all about making sure that the buyer is certainly well-serviced, but also the client being the vendor is exceptionally well-serviced. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if you were going to, let's let's say that you're starting out and um, yeah. you, you've kind of already answered this, but let's say you've got a little bit of momentum as a salesperson and, and mm. you know that you could do more uh, if you had some help. Whether you're whether you've got your own business or or you're part of a team within a team or, or whatever, who who would be your first hire? Hundred percent admin. Okay. Admin. Okay. And you want to be patient because nat- the nature of sales when you first get into the industry in terms of an estate agent is that you are up and down. So you're getting three listings one month, one the next, five the next, none the next, eight the next to the next yeah. and so it's very easy to go well gee, I haven't got any work on I've got this assistant I'm paying them money irrespective if the company is contributing and I don't know if I'm worthy of having an assistant um, I'm not getting listings I'm not making sales I'm not actually paying their income as well as mine I'm in struggle town so sometimes you have to grit you know just grit through that yes. um, and I know Going back, jeepers, a long time ago, maybe 14 years or so when I got my first assistant, I was um, I was a terrible boss. I mean that, as in I didn't know how to communicate to my assistant back then. Uh, I, I was getting them to do duties that probably wasn't in their capacity or um, I, I really was flying blind. I didn't really have a lot of structure or, okay. or um, people around, but... That, that's evolved. So you're allowed to make mistakes and through your mistakes become opportunities for you to, to learn and grow and that's what I did. And um, I'm not saying the person that I had 14 years ago was the wrong person. I was the wrong person for her. And she's still with me, by the way. <laughs> so Anna, Anna O'Malley, she's still with me. She was with me last night at the wow. award ceremony. Wow. And we've had a great journey together. But, you know, you know and... She should, should be saying to, oh, no, he's being too hard. He's not like that. It wasn't like I was a nasty boss. I just – I really didn't know where what I wanted out of Anna. And, was it about um, direction? Have and, a lot of direction. Yeah, I was just about Pardon? to say – I was just about to say, what is, was it about direction and um, – Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and defining a role because somebody uh, was asking me about that recently and said, I need to do a job description for my first mm. assistant. And I said, okay, uh, well, there's an easy way to do this. Write down all the things that you don't want to be doing. Uh, and, and you, you, Mr. Salesperson, should be focusing on the five things that make your money, which are listing presentations, um, uh, prospecting, doing an open, getting a price reduction, or there's one other, I forget what it is. But you should be focusing on that. And 
everything else, these 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 what I call red dollar actions or non dollar productive activities are the are the place for somebody like that to start. So um, I think a lot of it's about the you know giving the person a specific uh, uh, job description and so they know what to do and. The comforting thing in, in that is that when you're out all day and, and doing stuff, you don't need to worry about what Anna's up to because you know she's mm. got this, you know that she's got this program and she's got these list of tasks and she's reporting back to you. So yeah, it's interesting that yeah, you exactly. say that because I think, I think a lot of people, a lot of people do struggle and I know salespeople who've, who've, who've tried two or three times, but, um, I guess you got to keep trying, and if you hadn't kept trying, you you, you probably wouldn't have learned because you, you can't really sign up for a course on this. You've just got to you got to go through it and uh, and 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 learn how to do it yourself, I guess. Uh, that's right, Ryan. I've been burnt as a as an employer, you know, as in with a with a PA, and I've had some pretty ordinary PAs, and they didn't last. Yep. and that's okay. That's part of the growing and. And also, what you're looking for in terms of recruitment as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. But you, after a while, you've done it long enough that you can identify who you, who you want rather than who you don't want. Yeah. And yeah. so, for me, I, it's a very easy decision on recruitment. If I if I see someone I like, I can't wait to employ them. I'm yeah. really excited about it. Yeah. And if I'm not sure, they'd just I'd just be patient and wait for because it's like a family. Yeah. That's how it's run for me. But um, yeah, just having back on what you're saying about young agents and employing people and delegating certain tasks. Estate agents can be notoriously lazy and oh, come they... On. Come on, Tim. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, and Yeah, um, particularly around prospecting. Yeah. And when it comes time for delegating tasks out, well, yeah, well, I'll get my PA to do the opens. And I'll get my PA to do all the prospecting, yeah. and I'll get my PA to do all the admins and and work out all the marketing. And hang on a minute, Buster, what what are you what are you doing? Yeah. Oh yeah, well I'm actually doing the sale. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't work like that. You do have to work hard. There's a saying, Ray, work hard works. Yeah. So you have to work hard yeah. if you want to make it work. Then you have to put the effort in. You have to put the oomph in. So. People that can just sit back and go, oh, yeah, I've got this prospecting task that I've got my admin PA to do, and they're going to email out to my database. Whoop-de-doo. Yep. That's not doing anything. You have to get off your butt, make some calls, get in front of people, create some contacts yourself, ask them, ask some very good, astute uh, prospecting questions, and open for inspections, post follow-up questions to try and get in the doors and close out some more listings. So that's where you're going to generate an income and a future and build a brand for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I was it's it's inter interesting you say that Tim. I was speaking with a lady last week and uh she said, "Boy, I've got these two assistants and I've got this massive database of of clients, but I'm just not winning any listings." And I said, "Well, who's calling Who's calling your contacts? Who's who's doing this? Who's jumping on the phone and doing this regular prospecting? And she said, well, that's what my assistants are for. And I said, well, hang on. Who's going to do who's going to do a better job of this? Somebody that you're paying to do it just to make the contact and go through the numbers or somebody that needs to get a listing presentation today? Somebody who's got a massive vested interest in this. Any, anyway, she, she saw the point, but... 
I see that happening a lot, and they're they're sourcing it out. I guess some follow up and stuff can be can be okay, but boy, the 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 heavy hitters and the big performers that I've interviewed here on the show, man, they're they're all doing it on on a daily basis. You mm. know, the James Tostevans of, of of the world and Marcus Kimanellos, the, these guys, they are on the phone solidly, and every yeah. one of them to a person will say, if I stop doing that. Even if I go on vacay or something, if I stop, I can see the lull in in listing presentations and, and actual listings and therefore sales. So it's, it's yeah. th- there's no there's no magic to it. It's it's simple cause and effect. Hundred um, percent. So you've got to put in to get the outcome. One other thing, just on all of this, and I understand that um, you know we've got buyer agents and um, good leadership. That, that you can have in, in your company, but you've really got to sit down and start with the, with the first step of prospecting and having a, a routine and a discipline and a process. Just have your own little system and and then you can build from there because sometimes someone's listening to this podcast right now going, yeah, but they've, got, they've already got a network and, you know, everyone's got an excuse. So... Don't create your excuse. Create it. Create your pathway to become successful by just starting by having a routine, developing a discipline, um, listening to good podcasts, and and getting some good information about how you're going to prospect effectively. A really good suggestion is when you've got a, a listing in a certain street, contact everyone that you've either had an appraisal or sold for in that street just to let them know that the property has been listed. Has anything changed since the last time we spoke? That's it. That's the script. So you just ring up all the people. Let's say you just listed Smith Street in Camberwell. Smith Street, Camberwell. There is no such street, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) But let's say there was Smith Street in Camberwell and uh, you ring up someone that you sold for three years ago or you've done an appraisal five years ago so and you ring up um that that family and say look it's tim heaviside fletcher's real estate i'm just wanted to to connect with you very quickly and just let you know that i've listed number 34 in your street it's coming up for auction in whatever date and i just wanted to to quickly ask has anything changed since the last time we spoke yeah yeah, That's it. Lovely. And give them an shut up and give them an opportunity to respond. And then once you've sold the property, then you give them another call. And then say, so look, I just want to let you know as a courtesy that we've just sold 34 Smith Street. It sold for a great price. Um, has anything anything else changed since the last time we spoke? Give them an opportunity. And that and that is effective prospecting. Just on that in that respect. Great, great prospecting. And you're not asking them if they want to sell, perhaps more importantly, because, uh, you know, firstly, people don't like asking and, and people don't like being asked. I mean, you can only ring somebody um, every so often, but that's a, that's a brilliant question, I think, because it covers so many bases. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good work. Thank you. Yeah. Um, tell me, Tim, if you, if you were just starting out today, let's say today is your first day in real estate. And you're brand new. You don't have any contacts, um, and I'm probably going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to I'm going to ask you to go back in, into the vault, and, uh, mm. and and what you did on on your first day. But um, 
where's the low hanging fruit? What's what's the what's the fastest route from from zero to to getting a listing and making a sale? What would you do? Where where would be your focus? Yeah, I I would be a machine to see how many appraisals that you can do, and how it works in our industry that you get a contact that turns into a lead that turns into an appraisal that turns into a listing that becomes a client okay. so you've got to get as many contacts as possible so get get as many people into your system yep. as, as possible but you don't have to be this geeky computer guy that just puts people in a, into a database but try and speak to and get your dialogue around that, that process of how can I help as many people as I can so have that that because I've got that in me that I really want to help people. Yep. It's it's a natural thing in me that I, I, I genuinely want to do that. So it's not, oh, how much commission can I add? It's GCI and what are the numbers? And that's just a byproduct of, of absolutely, a byproduct, I should say, of of helping people. And they're just goals. Yeah. But my, my MO is that I want to genuinely help someone because they've got a, a, a problem that they, they need solution for and I find that I'm that person. So I get, if I was just starting out, try and develop contacts. Now, how do you get contacts? Well, there's plenty of ways. You can go out and look at old OFI sheets. You ring them. There'll be plenty of agents around that have discarded them. They don't want to talk to them anymore. There's contacts there. Um, if you if you want to, you can um, try and do some door knocking. Um, there's opportunity where if you speak to one of the directors and say, look, I'm after some contacts, is someone left and I can look after their contacts? You just got to, you know, you've got to continue to reinvent yourself, but try and get on as many open for inspection home doors as possible. And even for free, just get it for free and, and just try and build up your own database yeah. of people that you're meeting at open for inspections and, um, you know, talk to a director and say, look, if I, if I could help and, um, and, and be that, that wing person for you and I can follow up on the contacts and things like that, you'll find a director would be very receptive to them because they'll, they'll, they'll see your initiative and, and willingness to, to be successful and they'll be naturally attracted to do that and your director will help you. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Let me uh, move towards wrapping up. I'll give you the, the final question. I, I, I love to ask top performers if... Uh, if um, if somebody took you out and said, "Tim, can I grab a coffee?" or you know, one of your team, or somebody who's perhaps in a little bit of a lull, in a bit of a rut, um, and is looking for some inspiration and some ideas, what would be your advice to to get somebody back on the horse and 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 get them active? And uh, and I'm probably talking about confidence a little bit because I notice when that slips, it seems, confidence seems to be the issue a lot of the times, but. Um, I won't answer my own question. I'm, I'm asking you. What would what would mm. be your advice if somebody took you aside and and said, "Look, uh, look, help me out. What's uh, what should I be focusing on?" Positive energy. Positive okay. energy is so important. It yeah. is for me. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand negative energy. I can't stand negative people. And quite often, if you want to lose me, just be negative, yeah. and I'll just sort of just I'll switch off. Uh, and there's there's plenty. In, negative people around and I'm not saying you have to be on all the time that you can be have have different seasons in your life but 
try and play the positive movie in, in your brain. Let's say, for example, you've lost a listing, you lose another one, you lose another one again, and you lose another one again. Keep thinking, well, how am I using that information in the next listing presentation? What is someone else that's being successful? What are the key questions that they, they are asking in a listing presentation? Uh, otherwise, you could be just doing the same thing repetitively and thinking, well, okay, someone's being successful at this. Let's listen into their podcast on their listing presentation or let's go on a listing presentation with them. Just sit in and understand how they're going through it. Take notes. Be in tune, block it, block out that uh, negative energy, play the positive movie in your mind, and um, you'll be successful over a longer period of time. Because we're all going to have our peaks and troughs, but in those troughs, um, you've got to keep your eye on the prize in terms of um, your goals that you've got in mind. Uh, why are you doing this? Is it for yourself? Is it for commission? Or is it for your family? Yeah. Is it because you generally want to help someone? Yep. Is it because you want to be um, the expert in a certain suburb, in a certain area for a company? Do you want to be the number one agent for your company? Um, there's lots of motivations why people do certain things, but I just keep coming back to that positive energy. I'm, I don't know, it gets banded around a little bit, but... Um, if I you think come it's a into, timely reminder. I think it's, I think it's great yeah. advice. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. So, but if you go into a listing presentation, you're a bit down in the mouth and a bit, um, I guess, gun-shy and stuff, vendors will smell it on you. They'll they, know, yeah. They pick it up. Yeah. And it's an unconscious thing that they'll say, well, he just wasn't, he wasn't a real confident kind of person. I mean, I had a listing presentation a couple of nights ago and um, – they, the, and I asked after I, I signed the, the listing up, and they said, well, why did you choose me? Why did you select me? And they said, well, no, there was two main reasons. You were, you were very confident about the property, which is what we liked, but also you asked for the business, and no other agent asked that, and we kind of felt a bit uncomfortable, and we thought, you know what, if he's going to make us feel uncomfortable like this and uh, ask the question, and it's a good uncomfortable because we have to make a decision, well, he will do the same thing for the buyers for what our buyer yeah. and he'll make them feel like well they've got to make a decision on our home uh, so you know the, these things you've got to take into consideration as a salesperson it's not about hiding by uh, under text messages and and sending emails and sending through a submission and hoping you're going to win a listing you have to actually get some dirt under your nails and get a little bit grindy to get a listing sometimes, and I don't mean that in an unprofessional manner. It's just that for some vendors, it's very hard for them to choose the difference between one agent to another. And where you can win, especially when you're when you're young and you're new and you're new, is through enthusiasm. I mean, you know, enthusiasm's huge. The tuck point I went with wasn't the experienced person; it was the enthusiastic person who won the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, and um. I mean, the nature of our industry is that you're not going to win every day. It's not like, um, okay, it's not like we're going to a classroom and teaching a room full of kids. Our, our work is already there for us. We we need to turn up and, and, and make our own work before we can get a listing to, to sell and 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 make a dollar out of it. So, I mean, the word I use a lot is is hustle in a, in in a good way. But mm. there needs to be some some affirmative action, and there needs to be 
some urgency, I think, and there needs to be some priority with tasks and to get in early and do those things in the day that that are going to get you some results because at the end of the day, that's that's really all we're going to be judged by. Yeah, 100%. Um, Ray, we, um, we look at um, when whenever you are uh, perhaps, again, not getting that listing and not getting the next listing and that type of thing, uh, you can go around and talk to your, your mates and um, tell your wife or tell your husband that, you know, I didn't get that listing, I don't know why, I'm not good at this and um, you can come up with excuses or you can be, you can take responsibility um, and it, this is really important information I'd like to pass on to the audience is that Please. when you don't, when you do not win the listing, be respectful to the vendor and say, look, I understand, um, I sincerely wish you well. If there's anything I can do uh, in the future, I'd be very happy to help you. And if you play that sincerity card rather than, so who'd you go with? Oh, no, why Why would you do that? <laughs> Come on, I've helped you so long. Yep. How does that making the vendor feel yucky? Yep. Yep. So don't, don't play the yucky card. Be professional. Take it on the chin. You didn't win the list and that's okay because so many times in my career I've had vendors who are, who didn't go with me, and then later they had vendors regret. Yep. So we always hear about this, you know, buyer's remorse or buyer's regret. There is such a thing as vendor's remorse and vendor's regret, and I've experienced it because, hey, this is not your first time around, particularly if you're a young agent out there, you're, you're aged between somewhere between 20 and 40, and, you, you know, that person's going to be selling again and they'll probably be thinking, well, I didn't have a good experience with that agent. I was kind of remorse that I probably that I didn't go with Tim Heaviside of Fletcher's. Yeah. So I'm definitely going with him next time. And I've had that before, Ray, where they come back to me only. And that can be a really good experience because I haven't been yucky with them. I've, I've done everything in terms of appropriate professional code. And, and people know that. Yeah. And it's almost like karma, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I mean, because 100%. if, if, um, if, if, uh, okay, if you lose a listing this afternoon and, yes. and you say, look, you know, uh, I'm disappointed. I'm not, I'm not acting for you, but I want to say good luck. If I can help in any way, I'm, I'm here for you. Let me know. And, and, That's good, it. and good luck with everything. They might be talking to somebody at dinner that night and like you say that you know like well we've gone with we've gone with uh with one of his competitors but boy we were really close in fact i'd call the guy in call tim heaviside in for mm. lectures and, and have a chat so i mean man that's got to happen all the time yeah yeah but if you and, if you dump on them from a great height uh they're going to wipe you like a dirty shirt and then you know you've got you you're out and you've lost that opportunity so yeah so anyway 100 percent. going agree. back to just to close on this, going back to my tuck pointer, the other one that I didn't go with, it's always a hard conversation to let someone down that you haven't gone with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I felt terrible. And they didn't make it yucky. Yeah. They were really good about it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that guy's handled himself really well. Like, I would still have him out there. Yeah. I'd still, you know, recommend that person to others. So that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Good stuff. All right. Well, mate, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations. I'm talking to the age. I'm talking to the rate my agent agent of the year. I got to pinch myself here. That's uh, that is that is pretty epic. Congratulations. That is such a such a prestigious award. Actually, not to be judged, I guess, by your peers, but by the public. 
Uh, so yep. to, to come in a, a, as number one, that's something that they can never take away from you. So congratulations. Run it up the flagpole. Work it as hard as you possibly can. I'm <laughs> sure you would. You're a brilliant marketer. But uh, uh, congratulations on your success. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, I look forward to, to keeping in touch. Thanks, Ray. All the best with your business. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.